Welcome to the Good Fight Radio Show with pastor and author Joe Schimmel, bringing you vital and uncompromised truths that you will not hear in the mainstream media, discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how these issues relate to family, culture, and the church. The heart of this show is to glorify Jesus Christ and expose the works of darkness as he commanded in Ephesians 5.11. God states in his word that he would rise up ministries in the last days to do mighty exploits that would turn many to righteousness. Now here with vital insights from God's word is pastor and author Joe Schimmel. Welcome to the Good Fight Radio Show. We praise the Lord you're here with us. We have a great show lined up for you. In fact, we've been looking at the culture of death, but we're going to veer off of that a little bit. And But it's actually a related topic. Sometimes we are going to break off and do a question and answers. Uh, the culture of death topic started with a question from Chad regarding the uh, Sandy Hook shootings sometime back. But one thing that happens in our program and what we deal with in Good Fight Ministries is we seek to obey the passage where Paul commands believers to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. If we're going to follow Christ and follow God's word, we're commanded not only to not participate in the works of darkness, but to actually expose them. That's part of being a Christian is exposing the works of darkness, making people aware of the spiritual landmines that can just blow up their lives. Very, very important part of a Christian ministry because we live in a dark, fallen world with many seductions and we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And I have a special guest with me today. Uh, his name is Tony Palacio. He's a huge part of the Good Fight Ministries. Uh, he does, a, a, I can't even tell you how much he does. He works endlessly, uh, manning the websites, along with Steve Aguilar, answering email, uh, helping make videos. I mean, he does an amazing job. He also is a big part of our church at Blessed Hope Chapel, part of the worship, one of the worship leaders on the worship team. He's a jack of all trades and actually a master of many. So we really appreciate what God's done through him. And uh, Tony, you have a question that we're going to look at that's really pertinent because we're talking about the subject of judgment today, and it's springing off, we get these questions a lot on whether it's okay for Christians to judge. And Tony has a doozy of a question, that, or maybe it's more of a statement, but it lends itself to the question of, you know, can Christians judge, or should they judge, or should they never judge? And so, Tony, uh, let's deal with that. Yeah, it's so good to be covering this topic with you today, because I believe this is such an important topic to understand biblically. And so what I'm going to be doing here is uh, reading a very typical example of the types of emails and comments that we so often receive into our ministry, A Good Fight. And this one happens to be from a gentleman named Jay. And Jay writes, quote, I must say that this site is truly pathetic, yet that is exactly what I would expect from Christian fanatics, a website with page after page of passing judgments on others. Does the word hypocrites mean anything to you? Or a quote from that famous literary character Jesus, Judge not, or lest ye be judged. No wonder that religious faith relies on two things, hope and ignorance. I do own a Bible. I take it camping with me in case I... And we end the quote there because the rest of what he says is kind of vulgar, so we end it right there. Now, as an apologetics ministry, you know, we're always contending for the faith, and we're always teaching on issues of discernment, when we're looking at today's pop culture and different celebrities and movie stars and things of that nature. And so this issue of judging comes up all the time, not surprisingly. So if you could, Joe, if you could uh, take some time to explain to our audience how this relates to what Scripture says, for example, in John 7, 24, when it says, judge with righteous judgment, 
or in Ephesians 5.11, where we're told to expose the unfruitful works of darkness. Well, yeah, is there an apparent contradiction? Because Jay, who obviously, you know, he sounds like a pretty uh, committed atheist there. Uh, when he mentions the scripture, he quotes the scripture, judge not lest you be judged, which I think is interesting because that's like the most quoted verse of non-believers. It's like if the if the world, the non-believing world, Christ-rejecting world, atheists have any Bible verse memorized, it seems to be Matthew 7, 1. They can quote that real quick. Judge not lest you be judged. Uh, it's almost like, you know, hide, hide behind that verse and, and excuse all kinds of evil behavior. It's used in the church, unfortunately, as well. In fact, uh, a brother was, I was talking to not too long ago, I think like three days ago, he goes, well, it's like so sad because so much of mainstream Christianity can be defined as, you know, not knowing the Bible, you know, uh, not living the Bible, and then knowing one verse, judge not least to be judged. So we also see it's a problem in the church. And it's actually taking what Jesus said there out of context when you apply it to not judging at all. I mean, yes, Jesus, as you brought up, Tony, says, judge not lest you be judged, but uh, or as you read, but he also said, judge with righteous judgment. So is there a contradiction or do those scriptures actually complement one another when they're read in context? And absolutely they do. In fact, we're commanded to make righteous judgments, but we're also warned not to make judgments in certain cases, which we're going to get into that in this show, because as Christians, we know, how does this apply to our lives? You know, when I see wicked behavior that's destructive uh, and, you know, God puts it in my heart to encourage somebody or deal with it, uh, you know, am I not supposed to because Jesus said, judge not, they should be judged or or what have you, or, or can I just go around making judgments all the time with a bad attitude while I myself am walking in sin? Well, absolutely not. But it's interesting. I thought it was very ironic that Jay in castigating and, you know, con- coming down on, on an apologetic ministry like our own, uh, and I thought it was amazing because saying, you know, judge not, they should be judged and you shouldn't be judging is making a series of judgments. <laughs> I think it's so ironic. It's almost humorous. It's actually sad, but it's it's, it's humorous in, in the way it's I- ironic. And that is, is that Jay is saying, hey, you know, judge not, you should be judged. But he makes, and I've kind of, I think, you know, looking at this, his question, like five different judgments he makes <laughs> when he says not to judge. In fact, very harsh judgments, uh, things I would never say to somebody. He says, I must say this site is truly pathetic. Well, he's making a judgment. He's saying the site's pathetic because, you know, the site exposes, you know, celebrities in, in, in Hollywood and, and in the music industry that are promoting Satanism and the occult and suicide and blasphemy and, and, and violence and, and illicit drug use and sexual perversion and what have you and, and encouraging parents to guard their children from these things and, and encourage them to train their children up the way they should go. Uh, so, you know, some people, he, he judges, hey, that's truly pathetic because, he obviously doesn't seem to have a problem with many of those things, but he's making a judgment on the ministry there. And then he says, you know, uh, does the word hypocrites mean anything to you? There's another uh, judgment he makes. That's number two. Now, being hypocrites is being inconsistent with what you preach. So, you know, if, if uh, we were involved in, you know, sexual sin and we were involved in, uh, you know, getting drunk and, and, and getting stoned and, 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 you know, you know, smoking pot and then speaking against these things, then we'd be hypocritical. But as so long as we're walking consistently with what we teach and we speak the truth in love, uh, we're being quite consistent. And Lord, help us to continue to be consistent. He makes a third judgment, which is interesting, because uh, right after that, he says, uh, you know, he calls Jesus a famous literary character. Uh, so he's making the judgment that Jesus really isn't a historical person, uh, that he's just a literary character. That's a very strong judgment, by the way, uh, basically, and that's the way many atheists attack the Christian faith is if you could just, you know, try to get somebody to believe that the central person that their whole faith centers around, i.e. Jesus, uh, doesn't exist, well, then the whole faith would obviously topple. 
uh, which obviously does exist. In fact, I'm not going to have to just let that go so easy. I'll get back to that a little bit later. Uh, that's the fourth judgment he makes. And, and number five, he says, you know, he, he says that, you know, he, I, I do own a Bible. I take it camping with me in case I, and then we have to cut off what he says he's going to do with the Bible in case he needs to do it. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. I would never say that. I'd never say, you know, hey, let's take this guy's comments and print them out on paper and bring them camping with us, you know. Uh, to me, it's like, wow, now who's really, you know, mean-spirited? Uh, who really isn't loving here, you know, in this context? And, and 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 what's happened here is bad judgment, misjudgment, which we'll get into. By the way, I said I couldn't let that go with what he said regarding Jesus just being a literary character. Uh, you know what, that, if you study, you know, history, you study Josephus and, and the uh, first century historians, you know, Tacitus, the Roman historian, Josephus, the Jewish historian, uh, outside of the, uh, the biblical accounts and the eyewitness accounts of Jesus's life, with great, which give great detail, you have his, uh, secular historians who, who, who treat Jesus as a, a real character in the same uh, century, a real person. In fact, Bart Ehrman, Bart Ehrman is is one of the most rabid uh, anti-Christians out there. He he hates Christianity. Uh, he's even passionate about it. He writes books about Christianity and what have you. Yet he also wrote a book, uh, Does Jesus Exist? Because he thought, wow, you know, those who are saying he doesn't exist are hurting the cause of, of you know, coming against Christianity because it's such a foolish statement. Let me read one of his quotes. He says, virtually, this is Bart Ehrman, a critic against Christianity, virtually every sane historian on the planet Christian, Jewish, Muslim, pagan, agnostic, atheist, what have you, has come to conclude, based on a range of compelling historical evidence, whether we like it or not, Jesus certainly existed. That's, he's saying virtually every historian, he gives them from you know countless backgrounds. Now, it's interesting, when we come back to the subject of judgment, you know, uh, you know, how does Jesus' words, judge not least be judged, fit with his words in John 7, 24? Judge with righteous judgment. Well, there Jesus said, don't judge by appearance, which I think gives us some insight here. He says, don't judge by appearance in John 7, 24, but judge righteous judgment. In other words, there's a way not to judge, like by appearance. Hey, you know what? That person, you know, uh, they just look like a total shyster. You know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I just don't like the shirt they're wearing or whatever. And they must be, you know versus righteous judgment, which is based on having a right heart before God, having humility, recognizing that we uh, need to be merciful on others, we need to be considerate, we need to be kind and caring uh, and loving toward others. But Paul said, be discerning in your love. So we need to be discerning in how we show that love. And then to judge with righteous judgment, which would also mean, you know, to have the right criteria. And that would be to judge by the word of God. Uh, the scriptures say, for instance, in Isaiah chapter 8, verse 20, if they don't speak according to this word, there is no light in them. So we use his word as a, as a gauge for, uh, you know, evaluating truth statements or false statements. So it's important that we have righteous judgment. But I think it's amazing. I think Satan has, you know, Satan quotes scripture in Psalm 91. He quoted Psalm 91 to try to get Jesus to, you know, kill himself by jumping off the pinnacle of the temple. And I believe he has had people, he has used people to take this verse out of context, judge not lest you be judged, to, to, you know, hide many of his works, many of the things he's doing. He doesn't want people to obey the scripture that warns us, encourages us, commands us to expose the works of darkness because he wants to continue to deceive people. He wants to continue to seduce people. So it's important that we understand, it's important that our radio audience understands, all those who love Jesus understand, even those who don't know Jesus, that they understand what Jesus is saying there. Now it's interesting when you you look at that passage in context judge not lest you be judged then he goes on to tell us how to judge 
So it's important that we actually evaluate the context here. So right after this short 30-second break, we'll return to deal with what Jesus is actually saying there and how it applies to what kind of judgments we're to make. You're listening to The Good Fight Radio Show with pastor and author Joe Schimmel, discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how they relate to family, culture, and the church. If you'd like to learn more about our life-changing resources, such as They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll and The Submerging Church, check out our website at goodfightradio.org. Praise God. Great to be back with you. We've been dealing with the subject of judging. Uh, how did Jesus' words fit together? Judge not least be judged, yet he commands us not to judge by appearance, but to judge righteous judgment. Are they canceling out each other? Is, are they mutually exclusive statements? Or are we misunderstanding if, if we just take them at face value? Or is there more to what he's saying? And we need to look at context. Uh, Tony's dealing with a question. We're dealing with questions and answers uh, in this particular program. And it's a question on whether we're to judge as Christians and make any judgments at all. And at Fight the Good Fight, we have a ministry where we expose the works of darkness, what Satan is doing in popular culture, how families are being destroyed. And we have to make a series of judgments as to, you know, hey, is this good or evil? Is this, is this good for your kids? And parents have to do that all the time. Uh, now, Tony started with a question from a man by the name of Jay, who wrote in the ministry, was, which was quite interesting because he was uh, not a believer, but he's quoting the scripture, which I say is the most popular verse among non-believers, judge not they should be judged. Uh, pick it up, Tony, and then we'll take off again. Yeah, I noticed you pointed out the fact that Jay called us hypocrites and was trying to hold us to scripture, the one that says, judge not lest you be judged. And yet he makes quite a few judgments of his own. And isn't this exactly what Jesus is referring to in Matthew, if we actually read further than Matthew 7-1, which seems to always be the go-to single verse that a lot of people like to quote, but they never seem to go further than verse 1. No, and you're exactly right. You know, as we say, you know, in theology, context, context, context. And as I like to say as well, as a text taken out of context becomes a pretext. And that means you can use a scripture, you know, as as Satan said to Jesus, you know, God says, if you, you know, you know, if, if you know, keep his angels, he'll send his angels to guard you from dashing your foot against a stone. He tells him to jump off the pinnacle of the temple. That was using scripture out of context. You have to look at the context of the passage. And you're exactly right. Jesus is dealing with the very thing that Jay is doing. He's dealing with being hypocritical in your judgment. And let's look at what Jesus is actually saying there. And then we realize what Jesus is saying. We actually realize, hey, he's telling us how not to judge, but then he's telling us how we must judge if we're going to build our houses, as he says later in the same passage, upon the rock, upon Jesus. In fact, he goes on to say in the very next verse, right after he says, do not judge lest you be judged, verse 1, he says in verse 2 and following, for the way you judge, you will be judged. And by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye but do not notice the log that is in your own eye. Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, and behold, the log is in your eye. You hypocrite, Jesus says in verse 5, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Now, it's really clear right there. Jesus is not saying not to help a brother out, not to point out that he has a speck in his eye. He's not saying not to point out a sin in, in a brother's life of I mean, if we love people and we see them uh, destroying themselves, the Bible says deceitful are the kisses of an enemy, but faithful are the wounds of a friend. If we really care about people, we need to try to take the speck out of their eyes. What Jesus is warning about is not to not make judgments, but he's saying don't make hypocritical judgments. If you have a beam in your eye, you know, a big old log in your eye, and by the way, a little speck can get in your eye and it can, it can just impede your whole view, which becomes like a log. 
And I mean, you wouldn't do much good if you've got a log in your eye and you're trying to take a speck out of your brother's eye. You can't see. I mean, you'd poke his eye out with your finger. So you'd cause more damage than harm. And that's what goes on when people are walking in sin, yet judging other people and not truly concerned about following the Lord and loving people enough to warn them about things. So it's really interesting when you think about this. Jesus is saying that we need to get the speck out of our brother's eyes. But first, he says, deal with the sin in your own life. So he's warning against hypocritical judgment, which is very interesting. For instance, let's say, you know, uh, I, I know a brother and he's fallen into, you know, he's smoking pot, you know, he's he's uh, doing illicit drugs. He's opening himself to the spirit world through, you know, getting stoned, smoking pot, you know, shooting heroin, doing meth, these kinds of things. Yet I'm a drunkard and I'm just, you know, I get drunk all the time and, you know, I just get drunk even once a week, you know, even so I'm a drunkard, you know, I'm, I'm drinking and getting drunk. And I go and say, hey, man, that's sin. You know, you got to turn from that. You know, you got you to gotta quit smoking pot. Yet I'm getting drunk. You know, well, that's hypocritical. And then that would be hypocritical judgment. And the standard by which I'm judging him, it's going to come back to me. I point with one finger, there's three fingers pointing back at me. But if I'm not getting drunk and I'm seeking to follow Jesus, I'm not practicing habitual sin and rebellion to God. And I see my brother, wow, he's fallen into, you know, illicit drug use. And it's, you know, obviously destructive. Uh, I'm going to go to him and say, hey, bro, you know, I love you. The Lord loves you. Can I help you out through this, you know? Uh, you got to turn from this, man. Let's pray. Let's seek the Lord. Let's let's take a day out and fast, you know, uh, things of that nature. So it's important that we recognize the context here. The context is not, not making any judgment. It's not to make hypocritical judgments. In fact, Jesus goes on to continue in a series of judgments that he tells us that we are to make. In fact, the very next verse, verse 6, he says, Do not give what is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Wow. So, I mean, he, he's telling us we got to make a, a, a judgment now. We have to discern the difference between sheep and, and, and hogs and dogs. That's a judgment that we have to make. Okay, let's say, for instance, you have a babysitter. She's like 30 years old or so, and, and she brings her boyfriend over. You say, okay, that's okay, you know, but his name's Chester, and you meet him and everything. You're a little uneasy. Uh, you're like, well, we need to check this out. And all of a sudden, a neighbor tells you, hey, I, I know she got, you know, I've seen that guy in the newspapers before. Uh, he's actually, Chester's an act actually a molester. And, you know, it's crazy to let him in your house with your kids, you know. You say, oh, judge not, lest she be judged to this woman. And then you go to Megan's Law and you say, wow, look at he's molested several children. Wow, Megan's Law is really judgmental. Judge not least to be judged. And or, or you say, wow, wait, this is crazy. I have to, you know, find another babysitter. And you confront them. And then Chester says, hey, judge not least to be judged. It's wrong of you if you're Christian to not allow me to watch your children. Well, he's totally taking that scripture out of context. And people do that all the time to hide from righteousness, to hide from truth. Satan loves to use that verse out of context. But we're called by Jesus to make a righteous judgment regard to hogs and dogs and, and who's really of the Lord or not. You'd be casting your children, your pearls, as Jesus says not to, before swine. So you have to make judgment. Judgments. We make them every day. You know, it's amazing if judge not lest be judged and the misunderstanding of that verse and the misapplication of that verse is the most quoted verse by the world. Those that don't know Jesus say, hey, you can't make any judgments. Uh, probably the second most quoted verse in the world uh, by those who want to tell Christians that we can't make judgments on right, what's right and wrong and what have you is when Jesus said, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. If somebody's saying, hey, abortion is wrong, it's wrong to kill 54 million babies in this country. Uh, many will say, hey, you know, he's out sin, let him cast the first stone. Jesus said that you're not supposed to make judgments. 
And they do that, People, a lot of people do that because they want to see sin continue. They want to see it unconfronted. They want to see darkness spread, even though they wouldn't call it darkness. I would certainly call uh, killing innocent children, especially having a grandbaby recently. And just looking at that little baby and just being so in love with this little baby, it just how could it not be murder? I mean, we already know that, but it's like just so amazing that people would say that. But it's quite clear when you look at the context of John chapter 8, when Jesus talked about, let him was without sin, cast the first stone. And you see what he said there, that he's not talking about not making any judgments at all. He's talking about these men who are living in sin themselves, who desire to stone this woman to death to lay off because they're in sin themselves. But he's saying not, he's not saying not to make any type of judgment. In fact, what happens there is these scribes, these Pharisees, they bring this woman who they say was caught in adultery in the very act. They bring her before Jesus and they say, hey, she was caught in the very act. You know, you know what the law of Moses says, what do you say? They're trying to trap him, it says, they're trying to test him. And it says that Jesus stooped down, he wrote on the ground, the only time you see Jesus writing in scripture. And as he wrote, he straightened up and then he wrote again. And he said, you know, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. Well, evidently, and many scholars believe, and I believe it as well, that he was writing down their sins. And it says they began to leave. I believe what was happening there is they were seeing their sins written out, you know, you know, Bob, or let's take a, a Hebrew name, you know, uh, Moshi, you know, was at this particular hangout and this happened, you know, or whatever. And they began to leave from oldest to youngest. And I think it's because the older guys were getting it first and then the younger guys realized what was going on. They took off as well. Well, Jesus wasn't saying not to deal with sin. He's talking about not condemning somebody and stoning them to death right there. In fact, Jesus still dealt with the sin. In fact, Jesus said to the woman, go and sin no more. So obviously Jesus wants us to deal with sin, but we need to get the beam out of our eyes first. We need to speak the truth in love. We need to have a prayerful and a right heart. We need to be compassionate, loving our neighbor as ourselves, recognizing that, hey, we could fall in the same way and recognizing that we need to be gentle of spirit, but we need to judge by the word of God and we need to do it lovingly. We need to be the great examples that God wants us to be. Hey, guys, thanks again for being with us at the Good Fight Radio Show. We pray that you would move on in Jesus, that you'd press on to know him and make him known. Keep your eyes on the road and your hands on the plow. God bless you guys. You've been listening to pastor and author Joe Schimmel on the Good Fight Radio Show. To learn more about Good Fight Ministries, please visit goodfightradio.org where we feature many eye-popping and life-changing resources on DVD and CD as well as an archive of previously aired shows. You can visit our podcast page at goodfightradio.org to find many of Pastor Joe's full Sunday morning teachings. If you've been blessed by this show and would like to share this blessing with others, you can help support our ministry by visiting our donate page also at goodfightradio.org. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 2202, Simi Valley, California, 93062. Or call us toll-free at 1-866-JC-TRUTH. That's 1-866-528-7884. We thank you for tuning in. Join us next time on the Good Fight Radio Show.